Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right, so we're going to get started. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, just give me one second to share my screen and we'll get rocking. Everyone see that okay? Awesome. Okay, perfect. So today we're going to be talking about geographic farming. I was here a few weeks ago talking about geographic farming. We were talking about geographic farming myths, and we started busting those. And today we're going to be diving into actual strategies that you can implement and use in your business. So a lot of these strategies are a bit different than you may have seen. There are things you can add into if you already are doing geographic farming, but you can also add them into your overall business as a whole. It doesn't have to be just your geographic farm. So we're going to jump in and share what the strategies are. We'll talk about the scope method and things like that. So I'm going to go through and jump right in. So first thing to share who I am, I'm going to share what farming is, why you should be doing farming. We're going to be talking about the scope method. It's something I've developed. And then we'll talk about those five farming strategies and then we'll wrap up. So who am I? I am Ryan Smith. I am the creator of the Launcher Farm show and Launcher Farm program. So I host a online weekly show where I interview real estate agents and professionals across North America about geographic farming. And I dive into really best practices, what's working, what's not working, sharing different ideas and strategies. And it's just a great way to really keep up to date with what agents are actually doing and doing at a high level and how you can be implementing that in your business as well. So myself, I am a licensed agent. I used to run a farm with my old business partner and that spun off into me creating this training and coaching because I realized that there's a need for really understanding what farming is and, and how you can do it at a high level. So as I mentioned, I've been in the business for 13 years. I still hold my license. I do some real estate deals, but not a lot because I've been focusing mostly on this training. And you may have heard of me or seen me before. I used to host the Niche Agent podcast a number of years ago. And obviously, I am a fan of geographic farming. So if you've been here when I was here a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to go through some of the similar things at the beginning, but then we'll get into the presentation itself. But I want to dive into what farming is. And I'm not talking about fruits and vegetables. If you've heard me talk before, you know that I am a firm believer that farming is the future of real estate. It is so important to understand how real estate is shifting and how things are changing and why we need to be focusing on hyper-local. Technology is changing, rules are changing, <clears throat> the big tech companies are changing and putting their attention on hyper-local. Customers and the community want that again. We've, we've kind of lost it over the last few years where people went too broad, agents were going too big, and people want to see a resurgence of hyper-localism and an expert who knows their area. And when you become the expert, you can become a much better agent and you can serve your community a lot better. So what I want to start with is explaining that farming isn't, or what farming isn't. Farming isn't postcards and door knocking. That slide didn't show up. I apologize. Um, farming is not just about postcards and door knocking. Despite what you may have think, if you were there at my uh, presentation last time, we busted that myth that Postcards and door knocking are strategies, but they aren't what farming is at its core. Those are things you can do for your business, but it doesn't mean that's what farming actually is. That's not what you, you don't have to do that. You can do that, but it doesn't mean that's what farming is itself. So what is farming? If you've ever experienced it, if you've done farming before, you may know, but some agents 
don't have an idea of what farming is. They think about fruits and vegetables. I know when I started this business, my friends and family had no idea what I was talking about and thought I was actually talking about a farm, but it does come from that actual farming analogy where you go out there and you plant your crops, you tend to your farm, you watch it grow, you reap your harvest, and then you repeat and do it over and over again. And that's where we get that from. And we translate that into real estate. Now, it doesn't have to be just geographic farming. Farming can be really anything. It's focusing on a subset of a, of a community or a group. So it could be your sphere. It could be farming FISBOs. It could be farming expireds. It could be farming social media. Now, what I teach is geographic farming. And my definition is strategically focusing your expertise, marketing, and prospecting efforts in one specific geographic area to build a sustainable business and long-term relationships. So it's a long-winded answer to say, become the hyper-local expert in a specific area. Now that could be a small, tiny pocket. It could be your whole city. It could be your whole region. Depends on what you want to do and how you do it, but it's becoming that expert and the go-to person in your community that you're serving. One of the things I talk about all the time, and this is really what the fundamentals of what farming is about, is I call it CPR. And it's how you keep your farm alive and really how you keep your business alive. But it stands for community, positioning, and relationships. And without this, you will not have a strong farm. And this is really, as we go through your farm, you should be looking through the lens of CPR. And it stands for, as I said, community, positioning, and relationships. So you have to look at who your community is and who you're serving you have to put them first. If you don't put the community first, you're missing out on a ton of business and you're go, you move into that transactional type agent. We want to be able to focus on the community and give to them. And if we do that correctly, at the root of good farming is the community first approach. And when you do that, you then to learn to position yourself and you can position yourself as the ambassador and the expert. So you want to be the ambassador for that community and you want to help fight their battles for them work with them, provide value to them and get back to them. And then you want to position yourself as the expert within that community. And there's a number of ways you can do that. I teach training just on how to do that as well. But once you learn to become that expert in the community, then you learn to build relationships and you have to have the community and that positioning first to really strongly build those relationships. And as you build those relationships, you grow your business, you grow the community and it cycles back to now you've got a stronger relationship in the community and you're building a community, you keep positioning yourself and you, and you continue the cycle. And as you grow, your farm will grow, but you have to be thinking about the CPR as you go forward. So why would you want to do farming? A lot of people think, well, it's, uh, it's going to pigeonhole me and I don't want to do that. I'm going to miss out on business. But the reality is there's a lot more business to get from farming than there is by not farming. And if you do it correctly, and I've proven it with all the interviews, my own experience that if you do it correctly, you can have an abundance of business and it can be much more rewarding. And one of the reasons is it allows you, as I mentioned, to position yourself as that expert. And when you position yourself as that expert and you do it correctly, you can convert more leads. And when you convert more leads, you get those come list me calls, the objections seem to disappear, and you're able to build a much more sustainable business, but you also lower your costs. When you do it correctly, and we'll talk about strategy stacking in a second, it allows you to overlap what you're working on. It allows you to layer in the strategies that you're implementing, and you can convert at a higher level, and you can lower your costs. It's also much more efficient than traditional methods of real estate because you can layer it, because you can put your uh, strategies together, you're able to get more business out of it. Like I said, you can lower your costs, you can get more conversions. You're also able to not have to drive two hours to go do deals and you can literally just drive, if you're farming your neighborhood, you can walk to your appointments if you want to and you don't have to be going all over. 
And if you do it correctly, you can also build a much more sustainable business model. And we do that by using the strategy stacking, which we call the scope method, and it builds a safety net into your business. And what I mean by that is if you have the right approaches and you layer them in together, if one of those strategies gets taken out from underneath you, you still have the others to keep you in in, in place. So you're able to protect your business. And we're going to share how we can do that with the scope method in, in a minute and how you can make sure that your business stays going forward and you're always evolving and adapting. And lastly, it allows you to build a community-based approach. And this is really the key fundamental of good farming is when you, as I mentioned, you know, is when you put the community first, you can get more business from the community, you build more trust with the community, and you're able to grow yourself and the business and the community. And you can go back to all these things, position yourself as the expert, converting more leads, lowering your costs when you take that community approach. And the agents, again, who I've interviewed, who have done the best with their farms are the ones who put the community first and foremost and put it ahead of their transactions. And the business starts to come behind that and follow them. So we're going to be talking about strategy styles because there's different styles of strategies you can do there's no right or wrong strategy there's different styles of strategy and what i did is compiled what i call the scope method and what you want to do is learn to stack your strategies and if you've ever played this game kerplunk i played it when i was a kid it's you have a bunch of marbles and you have a bunch of sticks and as you pull out the sticks it weakens the base and marbles start to fall out and your strategies are a lot like this game the more sticks you have and the more strategically placed sticks you have the more stable the marbles are going to be and the more stable your business is going to be so those sticks are like your strategies you can have a well structured approach where you layer your strategies incorrectly and they overlap and they work together and you can build a solid foundation so if something happens and one of those sticks gets pulled out you're still going to be protected you may have a couple marbles fall out but overall your business will still hold up and a perfect example is COVID. And for a lot of people, their, their strategies were door knocking and open houses. And when COVID hit and people had restrictions, depending on where you lived and you weren't able to go out and do things, if that's all you did for your business, your business could be completely wiped out. And the lead generation you did could be completely devastated because you didn't stack your strategies correctly and you didn't overlap them. So we want to learn to properly layer in these strategies so that we can protect ourselves, but also get more out of them. And again, we do that by focusing on the scope method. And what the scope method stands for is self-promotion, community, online, prospecting, and education. And in order to have a well-balanced business and in order to protect yourself and create the most effectiveness with your business, you need to make sure you're covering all your bases. And we do this by making sure we're covering the scope method. You may be great at self-promotion and that's great, but you need to make sure you're doing the other things. You may be great at the community, but you need to make sure you're doing the other things. And when you learn to implement all of these, you'll have a much more balanced business and you'll be able to get more, like I said, go get more out of it. You'll be able to convert more deals. You'll be able to lower your costs and you'll be able to have a much more sustainable business in the long run. So I'm going to go through each one of these, explain each one of these, and then I'm going to share a strategy that you can use with each one of these methods. So we're going to start with self-promotion. This is what I consider traditional real estate farming. This is what most agents think of when they do farming. They think about branding themselves and getting themselves out to the community. And the great thing is this does work. However, it's not as effective as it used to be. It can be effective if you do it correctly. And there's things you need to make sure you understand how to do self-promotion correctly. But most agents, in my experience, don't know how to do self-promotion correctly. And they end up spending a lot of money. They don't get the, experience, the, the reach that they want. They don't get the results that they want. 
It can also take a lot longer to build trust. A lot of times we've heard that farming takes six to 18 months before you start to see results. And that's generally based on a self-promotion style of farm. So if you're just mailing out postcards month after month after month, and you're just telling people how great you are, or you're the best agent in the area, it takes a much longer time to start to see those results. If we do it correctly, though, we can tie that in with the other things we're working on. You can still promote yourself, but we want to do it in a much more balanced way. So yes, it can definitely take longer to build trust with self-promotion, but we can speed up that process. The other thing with self-promotion is that it doesn't capture everyone's interest. What I mean by that is not everyone's going to resonate with a self-promotion type marketing that you're doing. So you may be sending out postcards, you may be sending out self-promotion type materials, and maybe someone in the household gets the postcard, they're the ones who get the mail, and they don't care about it, and they throw it in the garbage. And the, the partner or the spouse or someone else living in the house may have resonated with that, but they didn't get it. Some people just don't resonate with that type of marketing. They just tune it out and they, they don't pay attention to it. So we want to make sure we're reaching everyone and reaching them in different ways. And we want to make sure that we're capturing everyone's attention. And that's why we use the scope method to make sure we're having a much more balanced approach. So one of the ways you can do that is through business interviews. And the funny thing is, this is counterintuitive to what most people think. When people think about self-promotion, they think about promoting themselves directly. And the reality is we can promote ourselves by promoting other people first. And this is an approach that I like to do because it's a one-to-many approach. And what I mean by that is rather than me trying to go out and promote myself to one person at a time, one person at a time, we can <clears throat> sorry, leverage local businesses and get in front of their audiences and reach more people. We can do it very quickly. We can connect with people quickly and capture people's attentions. Another reason why these local businesses are so powerful is because, as I said, they've already got an audience and they've got an audience that trusts them. And if you've ever watched Oprah or heard anything about Oprah, Oprah does interviews with high celebrity or high, high profile people, expert people. And what happens is Oprah gets the benefit of those people's credibility. So she gets that passed on to her and it helps build her status. Oprah's not an expert in all the things she, all, all the things of all, all the guests she has on the show, but by having those guests, she builds her credibility. So we have an opportunity to highlight local businesses and highlight these people in our community. And now we get that status passed on to us as being the expert, as being the go-to person, as being the ambassador for the community. So we get the benefit of getting in front of their audience. We get the benefit of getting that credibility. We also get the benefit of adding value to our followers. So if we've got an audience and we've got people that follow us, we now are creating content for them that they're going to appreciate and they're going to enjoy because we're focusing on the community and we're highlighting the local businesses and it allows us to become that ambassador very easily, very well. And it allows us to check the expert box and the ambassador box in, in one action. The other thing with local businesses is right now they need our help. And I'm sure we're all aware with COVID businesses are hurt the most, small businesses sorry, are hurt the most. And we have an opportunity to help them. And the community notices that. And the community is now more hyper aware of like local, supporting local businesses than we've ever seen before. So if we can become that ambassador and help those local businesses, we have an opportunity to gain extra attention. We have an opportunity to help support the community. And we have an opportunity to really create something amazing in our community and keep the the community going and supporting them. So local businesses, like I said, may be counterintuitive to some people thinking that you're supporting and promoting other people, but in reality is you're getting in front of other people, you're getting in front of their audience and you're helping them grow. And lastly, I want to share one last thing with why these business interviews are so important. 
One of the secrets to this is that when people are interviewed or featured on things, they're much more likely to go out and share it and support it. If you put an ad on Facebook, you don't go run and tell your friends and family. You might if you're new to the business, but if you run an ad or do something like that for your own business, you don't go tell all your friends and family that I put an ad in the paper. But if I get featured on something, if I was interviewed by someone, or if I was on TV, or if I was on a show, I'm much more likely to go out and share that and, su and support that. And what happens is now that exposes them to their audience even more. So these businesses are going to appreciate that you're supporting them and they're going to be featured and they're going to go out and share it and support it or support you by sharing it with their audience and their friends and family. So it really helps speed up that process. So if you've ever done anything like this before, it's amazing. If you've never done anything like this before, I promise you it's well worth it. You should be doing something like this in your community anyways. You should be supporting those local businesses. And this is a great way to do that. So the next one is community. As I mentioned, community really is the backbone of good farming. And when I talk about community, I call this social farming. It's different than self-promotion because you're reaching a different audience. You're connecting with people in a different way. The people that may resonate with Self-promotion may not resonate with community and vice versa. The people that resonate with the community type farming may not care about the self-promotion. So you're able to reach a broader audience and you're able to connect with more people that way and build a, a larger following. The nice thing with community farming is you're able to piggyback on other events and connections you have already. So you don't have to recreate the wheel and start things from scratch. Sometimes people dread when they think about doing community involvement because they don't want to create everything from scratch and have to manage all this. The good thing is you can piggyback on events and things that are happening in your area and just tack on. You can add some value to it. You can be part of it. You can sponsor it. You can be getting involved in the community and you don't have to create it from scratch. However, if you want to do that, you have an opportunity to create something amazing. Some agents are afraid to do these things because they say, oh, it's not going to work in my area because this doesn't exist or there's not anything going on in my community. It's a great opportunity for you to start and create that uh, trend. The nice thing is there are different options for you to become the community expert because you can get involved in different things and you're able to put your own personal creative spin on it. So if you like to be outdoors, you can look for outdoor events and things that are going on. If you're a mom, maybe there's mom's groups and there's events you can put together for something like that. If you're involved with uh, schools and things like that, you can do it that way. Or if there's a community cause you care about, you can tie that into your, your marketing and your promotions. So you can put your own personal spin on it and you can actually enjoy it a lot more than just doing traditional real estate marketing. For some agents, they get bored and don't like doing the typical self-promotion or just talking about real estate. This allows you to help you become that expert and ambassador and do it in a way and get behind a cause or something that you care about and you'll enjoy it a lot more. Now, it also, you have to note that it may be expensive depending on what you're doing. A lot of times these types of community things, they tend to get roped into doing uh, sponsorship. So they just pay to have their logo put on things and that tends to not be the best bang for your buck. So it can be expensive and you don't see the results. Or on the flip side, you tend to spend more time on things because you're getting involved and you're active in the community and you can spend a lot of resources on either side and you may not get the results. You have to be careful that you're budgeting yourself correctly. So you're making sure your money's doing what it needs to do and your time is doing what it needs to do. But if you do it correctly, you'll be able to get a lot out of this. One of the ways you can capitalize on this is to create a why I love contest. And what you do is you get the community involved to get them to create content about why they love the community. And why this is so great is it's not you talking about how great the community is. You're getting the community members to say why they love the community. You'd get them to do a video and they can enter into a contest. You can go back to those businesses you've been sponsoring and featuring 
and interviewing, have them give some prizes. You could put together a whole marketing plan. You could have them promote it and get out there and share it with the community. And what you do is have them create content saying what they love about it. And the great thing about this is you're not having to come up with the content yourself. You're just helping promote it. You get to use that promotional materials, that those videos in your own marketing, you use that as uh, a way to show that you're the ambassador and that you care about the community. You can use it for future marketing. It also helps create buzz in the community and the locals know that you're supporting the community and that you care. And you can do this on a regular basis. You could do it every year and you could have new people who may not entered last time or people who are new to the area may get involved. And you're also going to learn a lot more about what people actually love and enjoy about the community. So you have to keep in mind how you can get them to interact and get engaged with the community, because if you get them involved, it'll help you elevate yourself as that ambassador and expert, but also create that value to give back to the community. So the next one is online. I'm sure we all know what online marketing is like. I call this digital farming. The great thing with online marketing is that there's a lot of different sub strategies and, and things you can do that are very customizable. So you can tailor it to what you want. There's not one way to do it online. The other nice thing is that most people are already online. My nine-year-old niece and my 76-year-old dad is online. They know how to use a phone. They know how to get on, on access to different things online. So most people are already online. The secret is how do we reach them and how do we get in front of them so that we can capture their attention? We do that by learning to have different strategies. The other nice thing with online farming is that there's a lot of different tools and resources already developed for you. If this was 15 years ago, you would have had to be a computer programmer, have a high knowledge of, of how to use computers and, and, and technology. Every year we're getting, it's getting easier and easier and easier and more consumer friendly to be able to create content and create things online. And it's making it simpler for people to pick up and understand how to do that. Now with online, it's very, can be very inexpensive and can be very expensive depending on what you do. There's some strategies you can do that are free and the strategy you can spend a ton of money on it. And just because you spend money doesn't mean it's good. Just because you don't spend money doesn't mean it's bad and vice versa. So you can get caught up in that, oh, if I'm spending a lot of money, I'm going to get the results. And that's not always the case. And as a result of that, not all strategies are created equal. There's some definitely strategies that are better than others, in my opinion. And there's some strategies that aren't as good. And it's easy to get caught down or lost down a rabbit hole when it comes to online strategies. I've seen a lot of agents get hung up there. They get lost in the the studying things and learning things, and they never actually go out and do things. So you have to be careful with online that you're actually going to go out and execute, and it's going to work for your plan and, and your budget as well. So one way you can leverage online is to create a community Instagram account. So you want to treat this account as if the community was a person, as if they were the one actually going out and posting. So you think to yourself, what would the community post? What would they, if they were a person and they were sharing with the community, what would they post? What kind of followers would they have? Who would follow it? And when you think this way and you create a community account, you literally pretend that the community is a person and they're going to go out and share content of what they like. Most people, when especially agents, they don't know what to post on Instagram. They don't know what to post and they're, they're just posting their lunch. Or they're posting some quotes and things like that. And that's fine. But when we take it from the community's perspective, we're going to be able to reach people on a much broader spectrum. We're going to be able to add value to the community. We're going to be able to connect with the community and give back to them by creating an account that's built for the community and that serves them and that creates content for them. And one of the things that I think is really important that you can think about is 
is can you get them to get user-generated content? That's UGC. So that's getting the community to provide photos and videos and images. And if you can get them involved, you get them to buy into that community account and they're helping it. So when they're out having lunch and when they're out at the park and when they're out at this new event, they can help submit photos and submit content for you for your account and create a much more diverse uh, uh, content and, and create more engagement from the community because they're part of it. So think about how you can use a community Instagram account if you haven't, and you definitely can see some amazing results in your farm. The next one is prospecting. And this is where most agents, if they don't do uh, self-promotion or if they do it, then they usually back it up with, with prospecting. So it's either one or the other or both when it comes to farming. And I, I call this lead farming. Nice thing with prospecting, it's very inexpensive and it doesn't take a lot of time and energy, but it's, sorry, it does take a lot of time and energy to do it. That's why people like to do it. It doesn't cost you much. You can get out there and door knock and cold call and you can go out there and get deals. The negative side is you're always looking for that next deal. You're always constantly on the hunt and you're searching for that next deal. And for some people that can be exhausting and tiring and it's it can be draining for a lot of people because they don't know how to keep that momentum going over and over and over again. If you learn to layer prospecting into your farming and it doesn't have to be your sole source, you can have it be more effective for you. You can actually enjoy it when you tie it in with the other things. And you can do much more warmer ways to prospect like uh, FISBOs, expireds, open houses, distress sales, and things like that. But if you tie it into your farm, you can get more out of it. And one way to do that is using something like a nosy neighbor program. So one of the things I have on my website uh, the server company that I company that I use is called Agent Locator, and they've got a nosy neighbor thing. So you can sign up for it. They go onto the site, they put their address in, they can set a radius, and they can search for any homes that. They're, sorry, it'll notify them of any homes that come on the, the market in their area. You don't have to use a program like this. You could use your MLS system and set up people so they could register for this. And they can say, hey, anytime a new property comes on in your market, I'll let you know. The great thing with this is you can use this for prospecting and go out there and say, hey, we're going to let you know of all the new homes that are coming in the market and we can let you know what's going to happen so you can be up to date. What happens is you become that ambassador, you become that expert, you're providing value to them up front, and you're also keeping them educated and up to date. And sometimes that is what is the deciding factor between you and someone else, but it also helps you create opportunities because sometimes they see that property and go, man, if that sold for that price, maybe I'll sell. So you can use something like this to go out there and prospect. And it's not just going out and saying, hey, you think about making a move. You're adding some value to them and you can use it in your prospecting efforts. And if you do it correctly, you can grow a very large database of people who are engaged, who want information and are willing to give you their information past just their name. And you can connect with them and add more value to them. And then lastly, education. Education is one of the most important parts and one of the most overlooked parts of any marketing plan. And I call this information farming. The nice thing with education type farming is that it can be layered in with all your other strategies very well. You can complement everything you're doing with an education component and you can do it very inexpensively. There's some very simple things and tools and resources you can use to keep your clients educated or potential clients educated. And it's easy to create these marketing pieces. Again, as we mentioned earlier, technology is really adapted and changed. And it's so easy to create nice things using something like Canva is so easy nowadays to create what you can do with Canva in two seconds used to take you a ton of time and energy and resources, or you had to hire someone to do that. So we're able to create great educational pieces and add value. 
The one thing with education though, is you have to be consistent with your educational stuff. So if you're going to do a newsletter, if you're going to do marketing pieces that are educational based, you have to be consistent with it and keep adding value consistently. And there's, I mentioned, there's a lot of resources out there that you can use to position yourself as an expert. So it doesn't have to be just real estate specific. It can be stuff about the community. It can be all different things that are happening and going on. And you can use that to create value. So one of the things you could do is to create an educational area guide. So for people who are moving into your area, so you can create a resource of things that are happening in the community, schools, parks, restaurants, important contact information, and you can create an area guide. It could be video, it could be a hard copy, it could be a digital copy, and you can use this to attract new people. You can use it to market to people, but you can also use it to promote the local businesses you've been working with. You can use it to promote the events and things that are happening in the community. And you can use it to, again, position you as an ambassador to the community itself. So if you can think about what would be going into an area guide, what would people want to see if they're moving to your area, create something like that. And now you've got an excellent marketing piece that you can use over and over and over again. And you may have to update it every six months or a year with different names and numbers. But if you create it, the work is done up front. And once it's done, you can just use that over and over and over again. And again, it adds a ton of value. So those are five strategies you can use using the scope method and implement in your business. I want you to think about how you can implement other things in your business if you choose to. So if you want what's next, you can go out and check out my website. It's launcherfarm.com. On there, you can find the interviews that I do. I have a weekly blog that I do. The access to my courses and other information is in there as well. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Instagram and Facebook at Launcher Farm. So you can, I'm easy to find. If you type in Launcher Farm, you should be able to find me. I also have two products that I've got. I've got a boot camp that I run every couple months. The next boot camp starts September 23rd, and it's an eight week boot camp. It's a live call every week for eight weeks. We dive into about 15 different strategies and we really take a deep dive. We give you the tools, the resources, and things you need to really take your farm to the next level. And it's designed for agents who already have a farm or just started their farm and want to add in layers that will help them stand out, help them grow their farm, and really build the business. And you can find that at thefarmbootcamp.com. You can register for it because it starts September 3rd, 23rd. The other program is my 30 Days to Launch program, and that can be taken at any time. And it's designed for people who are looking to get their farm started. And it's 30 videos over 30 days. We would do a video per day, and then we break down each video. We watch, you go through the video and you do your homework. So by the end of the 30 days, you've taken action each day. You've created the resources and tools and got yourself set up to go and get your, your farm launched. And that's thefarmlaunch.com. And again, that can be taken at any time. So my final thoughts, I'm going to wrap just because of timing. I'll do it very quickly. These, I talk about this all the time. The first thing you need to do is you need to commit to learning. If you're willing to learn, you can grow your business incredibly. And with real estate and anything really, but with real estate specifically, if you stop learning, your business is going to die. You have to be committed to learning. You're here, you're watching this. So you're obviously willing to learn, which is awesome. If you do not learn, you're going to dry up. Things are going to change. Rules are going to change. Technology is going to shift. Companies are going to come in and, and take over your business if you don't do it correctly. So you have to be willing to learn. You have to commit as well. I've seen so many agents have great intentions with their farm, a great plan, great ideas. They've done the learning and they're ready to do it and they don't commit. They don't actually go out and do something about it. So you have to commit and stay committed because it's not just a, you don't just try farming. I've seen so many people fail because they say they've tried farming. I, I tried sending out some postcards for a couple months. And I say, that's not farming, that's failed marketing. If you're not committed and you're not willing to do it regularly on an ongoing basis, then don't do it. 
And then lastly, you need to start. You need to take action and do something about it. If you don't plant your seed, your tree is not going to grow. Your vegetables are not going to grow. And every day that you take to plant that is the, another day it's going to take to get those results. So if you wait another month, two months, three months, six months, a year, that's the delay you're going to have on the other end of it. And I've talked to many agents who've said, oh, I'm going to, I plan on farming and I follow up with them in six months. Not yet. Another six months. Oh, not yet. The longer you delay, the longer it's going to take to get those results. So I always advise people to write out one step you're going to take over the next 48 hours and tell someone about it and then take action on it. Do one thing, just start. If you start, you statistically have a higher chance of getting out there and having success with it. And if you don't, you're not going to see those results. So with that, I will open it up for questions. If anyone has any, I'm here to answer some questions. Hopefully you guys have some. And if not, let me know. Uh, there's one in the chat, actually, um, from about 10 minutes ago. But actually, yeah, she left, but she still asked. Okay. Uh, where is that then? So it's for why I love part. What is the process you have done for this? Yeah, so I would go out. You The biggest part of it is going to be promoting it and getting it out there. So you create a contest. You create the the what you're going to be doing. And then you go out there and promote it to the community and let them know and say, here's what's going to happen. I want you to create a three minute video about what or under three minutes, whatever you want to decide to do under about why I love the community on this date. You set the date and say, by this date, all entries must be done here. And then we're going to have people voting on it. So you could have either yourself voting on it. You could have the local businesses who are supporting, supporting it. You could do all different things. You could have social voting on it. So maybe their friends go out and vote on it. And then once you've done that, you now collect it. You can use some prizes and get people to now give those prizes to the people who have won. And it just entices people to create the content. And then you can use that on an ongoing basis. You can use that in your marketing. You can use that in, in your promotions on your website. And just, again, help create that ambassador uh, program for your community. Is there any other questions you guys have on strategies, farming as a whole? Any unique tips for condo community? Yeah, it's a great question. Condos are a bit trickier because it's harder to get in and do some of those traditional things. Um, some of the things that I've seen agents do well with is get involved with the uh, the property manager or the superintendent or whoever is running the, the, the condos. If you can get in and create educational pieces, you can help that way. Another great thing would be creating like a community group, so a Facebook group for the condo and getting involved. I On my episode, it was... Um, Keith Roy, he, when he got started, he would stick around when he would do showings in condo buildings. And then he would just stay in the lobby before and after his showings and go out and meet people and then just get out there and chat and, and connect with people. It's really about adding value to them and creating a community around that. So I think one of the easiest ways would be a community group. That way you can at least have something you can use. You can then promote to that group. You can add resources to that group and you can connect with people in that area. If depending on time and, and, and uh, resources, you could be doing parties for the group, you could be doing events for the group, you could be doing giveaways and promotions, you could be doing traditional farming like postcards and, and things like that. Sometimes condos will let you get in and, and prospect in the area, most of them won't. So it's a little bit harder. Uh, if you have someone who lives in the building, sometimes you can get stuff delivered inside the doors. So I had a client of mine that lived in a condo building and we were prospecting for her to try to find another unit in there. And she went in and stuck stuff under the doors because she already lived in the building. So condos are a bit trickier, but the great thing is because they're trickier, a lot of agents aren't doing it. So you have opportunities that may be overlooked because other people are going, how am I going to 
go after condos and it can be overlooked, which creates some opportunity for you. So hopefully that helps. Any other questions? All right, so if you guys have any questions, you can connect with me. As I mentioned online, you can find my website, launcherfarm.com. Check out the episodes, check out my show. It's a great resource. I've got 50 of the yet, 50, 53 episodes this week. So there's a lot of great content out. There's a lot of great resources on the site as well. And if you have any questions about farming or need anything, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to connect. Great, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, have a good one, everyone. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.